Hey Eagles fans, this is Mike K from NJ Advanced Media, and welcome to the No Huddle Show podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Philadelphia Eagles. You can read our content on nj.com slash eagles, bookmark that, and you can subscribe to our exclusive Eagles Insider Tech Service, where we'll break news, give you insider observations, and provide in-depth analysis. Through Eagles Extra, you can send questions and comments directly to us, and we'll respond to your phone. We're also doing weekly Friday noon uh, Q and A's that are exclusive to the tech service. Get on there, and we'll make sure that we answer all your questions. There's no limit on questions. Remember, it's a 14 day free trial when you sign up. Come in, get a feel for what we do, and see if you want to stick around. Joining me today, as always, is Chris Franklin, my fellow Eagles beat reporter. Today, we're going to discuss well the thing that's on everybody's mind on Wednesday, January 20th. The Eagles coaching search, of course. Um, so, Chris, how you doing? Wait, wait, I got to check my phone. Wait, oh, wow, I haven't gotten a call yet to become the Eagles uh, to interview for his head coach. Seems like everybody else is getting a call right now, but I'm doing okay. How about yourself? Uh, you know, I'm... Um... I'm I'm growing impatient, not because I'm impatient about who they're going to hire. It's more so I'd really like to go to sleep before 11 o'clock and wake up after, you know, 530 in the morning every day, just because, you know, it's going to the shoe's going to drop at some point uh, during that time. Um, you know, look, let's just get into this. Uh, I want to first off say you know, yes, it's been a little over a week since our last podcast. We wanted to make sure that we weren't going to put out a dated podcast. Like the second that we recorded one, there was going to be a, a bomb drop. You know what I mean? So we wanted to make sure that we kind of got this grand scheme um, coaching search down. So to keep you, you know, in the loop and everything you need to know, let's briefly recap what's going on here with this eagle search that has become just this epic proportion search that i don't think anybody really expected when the eagles fired their only super bowl winning head coach you know roughly nine days ago so entering day nine the eagles have interviewed nine potential candidates two of those guys have already gotten jobs robert sala who's now the jets head coach and uh, Arthur Smith, who's now the Falcons head coach. The remaining candidates that they've interviewed are Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator Joe Brady, longtime running backs coach Deuce Daly, uh, New England Patriots inside linebackers coach Jared Mayo, Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, Buccaneers defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, and Colts offensive coordinator Nick Sirianni. I'll have a little bit more on on that interview uh, specifically later on the show. Then they've also got requests out to Eric Bieniemy, and they will interview Dennis Allen uh, on Wednesday, which is when we're recording. They've also been linked to the likes of Ohio State head coach Ryan Day, Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley, Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle. Uh, Chiefs quarterbacks coach Mike Kafka, who will reportedly stay in Kansas City after this latest playoff run. There was a report about John Fossil potentially getting interest, but from what I understand, that's maybe where it'll stay. There's no request out there. There's He hasn't interviewed. 
Um, as far as I know, maybe it's just a general interest. Uh, John Fossil is currently the Cowboys special teams coach. He's obviously the son of Jim Fossil, the longtime Giants coach. Um, and then candidates that are off the board, we mentioned Sala and Smith earlier. Brandon Staley, the former Rams defensive coordinator, a really young up-and-comer. He got hired by the Chargers as their head coach. Brian Dable, who is the offensive coordinator for the Bills, will reportedly stay in Buffalo for one more year. The work he's doing with Josh Allen is phenomenal. Um, of the guys that are off the board, so Sala, Smith, Staley, and Dable... Who do you think is the guy they missed out on the most? For me personally, I think it was Sala. I think Sala brought – I think his knowledge of defense would definitely help the Eagles a lot. I mean, the the man the man in body – they need somebody right now who who shows he's not only a leader but can actually build something up. And he, he took over a 49ers defense that was – that struck, don't get me wrong, he struggled in his first year, but he was implementing the way that he wanted to – the style he wanted to play – in San Fran, and you look at what he was able to do. Top five defenses the last two in the last two years, especially given all the injuries and opt outs and everything that happened over there. And you look at what he's been able to do. I think he would have brought a, a very good staff. He would have brought Lafleur here with him as well too. And I think you look at just that combination of, of Salah and, and Lafleur and a young guy who's hungry and he gets his hands on his defense. I think you see a lot of – I think they, the Eagles missed out a lot. I think they missed a big opportunity for bringing them in here, and, and that's – I think that was – didn't help that they started their coaching search a week after all this stuff happened. So I think that really they, – they they really missed out. And Staley's a close second, though. I really think Brandon Staley's a close second. I mean, who do you who do you think? I mean, I think Arthur Smith, when you look at uh, their desire, or at least their publicly stated desire to fix Carson Wentz, Arthur Smith – Seems like a guy who has a blueprint in what he did with Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Look, he's not going to have Derrick Henry in in Atlanta. He wouldn't have Derrick Henry here. But it just kind of seemed like Arthur Smith is a guy who plays to his – or coaches to his players' strengths. And I think that's what this team needs, just in general. Um, but moving on from that, let's talk about the guys that they've interviewed who – we're, we're going to just break this down one by one who are still kind of in the conversation. It's cool that they let's actually, for, sorry, let's first address the Eric B situation because I think it's very polarizing right now and understandably. So Eric B is a guy who has been coaching with Andy Reed for the last several years. He's been an offensive coordinator for three years. They've gone to the AFC championship game in each of those three years. He's been the main uh, overseer of the offense with Patrick Mahomes development uh, really just done a phenomenal job in Kansas City uh, he interviewed I believe with the Jaguars and the Falcons they immediately went in different directions uh, he's got a request out for B for the for the Eagles he interviewed uh, virtually with the Texans on Monday um, his agency recently came out and just had a scathing tweet towards the NFL that included the Eagles where he basically presumed that they were going to hire Josh McDaniels and then said the NFL should be ashamed that there's only two black coaches in the league or head coaches in the league, as well as no uh, coordinators in the championship games connected to openings. First off, let's, let's squash that. That's not true. Literally later on that day, they, the Eagles virtually interviewed Todd Bowles. Then, 
the Texans interviewed Bienemy uh, that same day. So look, I understand the angst because frankly, on paper, Bienemy is a great, great candidate. Um, you also can't force people to hire people they're not comfortable with. What's your take on this whole situation with Bienemy? I think is he should have been at the very top of the Eagles list. I, I just don't understand how. Now, and I, I hope I'm wrong when they say they haven't. I know they say they put a request in. I don't know how they haven't scheduled something yet. I mean, the guy has proven that he. I mean, when whenever I look at a key indicator is the players that fight for that fight for a coach and and, and, and when they speak to him and everybody that speaks about the enemy is revered and they're always questioning why isn't he a head coach? I mean, look what he's done. I mean, just just think three. Look at what the Kansas City Chiefs offense has done. And, and I don't want to hear anybody. Well, Andy Reid calls the plays. Well. A lot of times with these systems, you have the guys going ahead and scheming up and making the attacks to go ahead and play when they play the games ahead of time and be enemies in on that. I mean, we've always heard he's a hard worker. He's in early as well, too, one of the first people in, in, in the door. And those are qualities wanting a head coach. You don't want a Steve Spurrier guy going, hey, let me go get my golf cart and let me go ahead and think, yeah, I'll, I'll check on my team time to time. I mean, the guy's been able to – he knows offense. He's got – he's done wonders with Patrick Mahomes. I mean – and it just for the life of me, I don't understand. I know people say, "Oh well, you know, reports coming out he has baggage and everything else." It just it's becoming like a, if everybody's trying to find another mistake not to hire him. How does the guy go from being everybody saying, "Hey, you know what? This is the head coaching candidate that everybody should go ahead and hire." Everybody wanted to speak to him, or was it just something they can go ahead and just filter through for a Rooney rule and just go, "Well, we talked to him, but we didn't see a fit and trying to find an excuse later on." It it it's asinine that they haven't done this and for the Eagles not even to interview him just yet but you know reach out to I don't know speak to, with Brady and speak with Sirianni and everybody else before they speak to the enemy uh, they're going to miss out and Andy Reid spoke yesterday saying that he, he kind of nudged the Eagle uh, to kind of or Tuesday or Monday excuse me kind of nudged the Eagles to go hey look at this you really should take a look at it and I, I kind of trust Reed's uh, intuition about that. He's not just—I don't think he's just trying to push and go. Hey, look at my guy. Look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm growing my tr- coaching tree. But the enemy deserves to be top two, top three in this search, and is and the Eagles missing out once again if, if they don't hire him or Staley or somebody else like that. It, it, this team is just and the NFL really does need to look at itself again. Yeah, I mean, look, I hear your passion. I I feel it, and I agree. I look, I I asked. Jeffrey Lurie straight up, you know, what's your interest in hiring a minority? And he said that that was key on his, on his radar so far. Minority wise, Deuce Staley and um, Deuce Staley, Jared Mayo and uh, Todd Bowles have interviewed. What do you take of those interviews? Do you buy those interviews? Do you buy them as legitimate candidates? I buy the Mayo one as more of a, Hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and look to see. He could be a good, he could be a good defensive coordinator. I'm not, I'm not, buying the mayo one the bulls one i could see the staley one i just the more and more i think about it and the more and more i'm sitting there staley staley should be the staley should be the head be the head coach given what this team has the situation the team's going through with all terminal he knows everything what's going he knows everything that's going on in this locker room he's been he's gotten experience he's he knows it's not like he doesn't know what's going on offensively in the trends in the league I mean, he's he's been around Chip Kelly offense. See how that works. He's been around Doug Peterson. He's been an East Coast offense. He's been around that stuff as well too. So it's not like he doesn't know anything on that. He could be a good CEO. The players love him. I mean, the fans are calling for him. Lori supposedly adored him. 
why are they keep going and looking around, going around in circles and not talking? So I think he's legit. And the Bulls one, I think, I think they were, I, I mean, it's worth the interest. I mean, his time in the Jets was a little lackluster, to be honest. I mean, but he did, I think he did a, his defense in Tampa Bay warranted an interview. So I think that was, I think it's some, it would have been some lukewarm interest. I know there was reports that he was he interviewed well, but they, it's, the male one was definitely, I think it's just to see if he was going to be a defensive coordinator for whoever's coming in and signaling that I think they're signaling that they want to go back to a three, four defense. And that's a whole nother argument for another time, but they did. They, the Staley one, I think is the one true real interview that he's had out of those three. So look, I think, I think it's a weird situation to be in, right? Where you want to hire the right guy. Like I could make arguments against all, all of the minority candidates that are on here. I wouldn't say anybody is an absolute slam dunk. I don't think anybody on this coaching list. Let me. Yeah, nobody on this list. White, really black, <laughs> white, black, uh, purple. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I want to be clear. This is one of the most lackluster coaching cycles I think I've ever seen. <clears throat> when Arthur Smith and Robert Sala, two guys who have been coordinators for a couple of years or for a few years, look, Robert Sala wasn't going to get rehired in Jacksonville as their linebackers coach. He, you know, Kyle Shanahan saw something in him and it worked out in the long run. He had a disastrous first two years there, had to change up his scheme. Arthur Smith worked his way up the Titans organization. He wasn't getting, nobody knew who he was two years ago. Um, Joe Brady's really interesting. He's also 31 years old and has only been a coordinator in the NFL. He's he's got three years of total coaching experience, and he was basically an analyst his two years with the with the Saints. Um, again, somebody didn't who you didn't know two years ago. Jared Mayo's been coaching for two years. Josh McDaniels was an absolute disaster in Denver. Uh, Todd Bowles um, was not given a fair shot. His general manager was terrible. Um, Kellen Moore has been coaching for three years. Nick Sirianni, legitimate coaching tree. I mean, he's been everywhere the Frank Reich's been. Uh, he's been a quarterback's coach. He's been a wide receiver's coach. He's gotten a lot out of Phillip Rivers. Um, I think he's, he's people are, you know, he was late to the process, but he is a very legitimate contender as far as what I've been told. I've been told that uh, the optimism around the potential staff that he could build and his open-mindedness um, are very appealing to the Eagles. He's also he also fits the Eagles mold uh, in finding that young, like new up and comer. Nobody's really heard of him, sort of guy who's just been kind of going about his business. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy and Deuce Staley should be both be in the top three or top four of this search. There is absolutely no question. Deuce Staley is appealing because I feel like he would be open to having a really, really, really talented group around him. And I think that says something about a, a leader when he's willing to kind of take a step back, let other people play call, but he oversees everything. You hire people to, you know, filter in your weaknesses. And I think he's a guy that has a very team oriented approach. Players love him. That's not why you should hire anybody, but I think it's something that you have to kind of account for. He's a guy who, um, definitely has the locker room's ear. And when you're going through a rebuild 
and and likely not to be a very successful team maybe next year you need a guy that people buy into and deuce has already got that going for him um look we've talked about the enemy his resume is spectacular um everybody on this list that's a notable name has baggage let's put that out there okay Todd Bowles had a terrible stint with the Jets. Josh McDaniels was a, da- a disaster in um, in Denver. Joe Brady is extremely young. Uh, Kellen Moore's Kellen Moore. Uh, you know, I mean, Dennis Allen was terrible in Oakland, uh, but wasn't really given a fair opportunity there. Al Davis died, and he was kind of like left to pick up the pieces. Uh Okay, let's get into this. So the of the people that they've interviewed, who are the three guys that you think had the best shot at this job? I mean, I think the three are going to be, we talked Staley and Biennemi, and I think McDaniels is going to be the other one that is going to have a good shot at it. And I just, I have so many reservations when it comes to McDaniels. I mean, he wants to go ahead and take over the front office. I know there are times when, you look at the way the team has uh, drafting and go, all right, that might not be such a bad thing. But the thing is, when he was in there and he had some say and he wanted to do this, is the guy who's supposed to be the best, uh, who knows quarterback talent, who know uh, who knows how to develop everything. He had Tim Tebow. I mean, he drafted Tim Tebow. And when you look at that, that is just that, – that that's a big strike. And this guy wants to have more power? No, I don't think that's the uh, – I don't think that's the way to go. And for Howie, and I'm shocked that Howie Roseman would be on board with this because especially he, what Chip did to him and kicked him out beforehand. Uh, he wants another guy that could potentially do that because you can really see this happening where they go ahead, they win, they win, and they're successful for a year or two, and then he goes, "Yeah, I want more. Uh, I want. I don't want Howie in there anymore." What you can see it could potentially happen. I mean, if you get this guy in here, and he hasn't done anything look at what he did i know new england had guys that opted out this year but look what he look what he did this year look what he did last year that office i'm just not sold on mcdaniels i mean mean, would you go with him is he in your top three uh i think he's in my top three based on logic uh because clearly he is a favorite in this uh based on what i've heard but i also think there are some reservations on both sides about how a power structure would be Settled. Obviously, Josh is known for being kind of a control freak. Uh, look, I, I don't. I'm not completely opposed to McDaniel's. I would probably be more in favor of the hire if this was like a clean sweep of of last year's group. Like if Wentz, Howie, and Doug were all gone, but you still have two of the three primary players. And frankly, I don't know how you could go from a disconnect and frustration with a guy like Doug Peterson, who is considered very, uh, you know, emotionally intelligent and very subdued, and then go from Josh McDaniels, who is about as confrontational and um, assertive as possible, and be happy with that. Like, almost... Here's the thing. If you're going all in on Josh McDaniels, this is a last-ditch effort to... uh, to fix Carson Wentz. The problem is if Carson doesn't want to be fixed by Josh McDaniels, you've not only hired somebody who really hasn't shown that they can build a, a, a team that they can manage a, a coaching staff that they can uh, handle, handle being, you know, under a GM, 
And now you've got a disgruntled quarterback who you're potentially going to trade. Like, I don't think that that's the right way of going about this because all, all history shows that McDaniels has a lot of problems. I spoke to a former player of his in Denver who said, who played more than a decade in the league said that the worst year of his career, actually the only bad vibes of his career were his one year in Denver with Josh McDaniels. Um, he called him Hurricane Josh. Uh, and look, you, look, I don't want to take it. Look, it's been over a decade. Maybe he's changed. Maybe he's grown. I do believe people can change, uh, especially once they're humbled. That said, there are still some, you know, there's some signs. I mean, he interviewed with the Browns, wanted full say, uh, wanted the right situation. You look at him backing out with the Colts, getting cold feet. I mean, clearly, this is a situation where Josh is going to want the right spot, and I don't blame him, but I don't know how many chances he has left. I wouldn't take this job if I were Josh, because this isn't what he, what he on the surface, has been looking for. Uh, he's not going to really get to choose his quarterback from the way it sounds. He's not really going to get to have full final say on the roster. He's not going to get to you know, go about his business his own way, do it his way 100%. I just don't know if that's the right fit. That said, I do think the Eagles are very seriously interested in him. So I will put him in my top three. I will also put Deuce in my top three. Uh, just for this fact that they interviewed him last week. And it kind of feels like if you have your guy, why not interview everyone else to kind of just do your due diligence. I have no problem with them doing their due diligence, actually. Um, I think Gerard Mayo interviewing the same day as do Saley is really interesting. Maybe they put together a young staff of former players and that's just how they accomplished this thing. It kind of worked with Doug Peterson. They were very heavy on former players during his time here. Um, but the guy that I think is the ultimate dark horse based on what I've heard is Nick Sirianni. And I, Look, I knew very little about this guy before yesterday. Um, he does not call plays in Indianapolis. He is not, you know, a traditional, you know, runaway head coaching candidate. But I do think he offers what the Eagles are looking for. He's a guy who has experience as both a quarterbacks coach and a wide receivers coach. So he has two different positions that he's worked with. He's a guy who's been in the NFL for uh, at least a decade. Uh, I spoke to a scouting source who told me he's a great guy who we worked with in Kansas city, really smart. Um, I've spoken to some agents of players on the Colts. They really like him. Uh, he's a guy that will command respect. He, the players like him, but he's also a guy who will scream in practice. According to a colleague that I spoke to in Indianapolis, he is a guy who, who has balance. I also think if he he'd be open to coaching with guys that he doesn't have a, a connection with, which I think is important. Uh, Doug Peterson, one of the reasons why he thrived is he had coaches put around him that he hadn't worked with and they did well. Um, so I think, and, and you know, Nick, Nick has been with a couple of different organizations. He's been with the Colts for three years. He's been with the chargers for four years. He was with the chiefs for, for a few years. So he has an understanding of how the NFL works from different franchises he's worked under different coaches and i think that's important and also on top of that he knows frank reich's offense 
like the back of his hand. If they really felt that Frank Reich was the sugar in the coffee of that Super Bowl run and they want to replicate that, I think that that's the right guy to pursue. You also look at Carson Wentz. Look, Sirianni has worked with Philip Rivers. That's got to buy him some respect with Wentz. It also has to show you that, like, if Wentz doesn't want to be here, he might be able to bring out the best in Jalen Hurts from a passing game standpoint. That's something that I think is really important. And the Colts' offense is very, very balanced. Uh, So I think that's something that should appeal. They averaged over 28 points a game this year compared to the Eagles' 20.9 points per game. I think that that's really important and incentivizing. Um, and he's a hot shot. That's that's what this kid is. He he's respected around the league. He's respected within the Colts organization, and he's looking for a shot. He he's kind of this year's Doug Peterson. And I think there are some you know Arthur Smith vibes to him as well. So that's where I kind of stand. Um, let's move on to something that I think has been talked about. You're obviously open to a defensive minded head coach. The Eagles really haven't been since Ray Rhodes was fired. Um, But the Eagles are doing their due diligence at least or interviewing defensive coaching candidates. So Todd Bowles, Dennis Allen, uh, Gerard Mayo. um, Those are the three guys. What's your take on, on the interview process with these defensive head coaches? I think it's signaling that they, they, they really want to go toward a three, four and I, I'm okay with that. And if on only, if they go ahead and develop and divert a lot of resources to the to making that happen. And the problem is they don't have that many, they don't have really the cap space in order to do that. So I think what, if they're going to go with a three, four, if they want to go three, four, then I think Mayo's your guy, but he's too inexperienced. I think in my opinion, to go ahead and be the main guy. So I think if they were going to go ahead with a defensive coach, these should really go with Todd Bowles. I really think I really think that he'll go ahead and still could utilize the four three that they have right now. I think he can go ahead with his the pressure packages that he's used in the past. I think he can get the most out of uh, Singleton. I think I think he's coming back because even though he's this was a restricted free agent, I think he's no, he, 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 I thought he's he an he's no he's an exclusive right, so he's back. He's right, so yeah. You're good. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, so he's going to be back. I think you go ahead. He can do a lot of that. I think you can do a lot of the, a lot of guys, and I think you can draft a guy in the second or third round to go ahead and be an impact guy if this team is willing to go ahead and basically willing to go ahead and, and invest in that. And I think his his defensive knowledge that he brings to the game, I think he can go ahead, he he can scheme up the good stuff. I think he's a good he could be a good enough leader to go ahead and be that guy to do that. He's just got whoever it is, no matter what, if they decide to go in defensive mind, they have to hit a home run and get a great offensive offensive-minded coach and let them go ahead and just who's able basically to be a second head coach in a way to go ahead and run that offense. And that's going to be the imperative thing. I really wish there's a fly on the wall right now with some of these names that these guys wanted to go ahead and bring in as a uh, offensive coordinator. Cause I think if they don't get a, either a veteran guy who knows what he's doing or somebody, I think that's what they're going to have to do. Cause I think if you get a really young mind, an offensive coordinator, the Eagles want to see him go away. I really do. So they, they, no matter what, if they do go defense, they have to make sure they get a veteran offensive a veteran offensive coordinator that can go ahead and, and and use their magic to go ahead and not only scheme up things right, but fix this quarterback situation. So who's a guy who uh, they haven't interviewed as of Wednesday outside of the enemy that you're surprised they haven't shown interest in? 
just looking overall, uh, actually, everybody's everything's correct, right? I mean, I would love. I mean, going to the college thing. I know, I know he said he's not interested. He's staying. I still, I, I would throw ten million dollars at Lincoln Riley personally. <laughs> I think he, he's staying down there. That's who I would stick with. I, I mean, some of the other college guys, I'm, I'm not really fe- feeling. Fickle was just, yeah, yeah. He, he had a, he's, he's another defensive minded coach, but I, I just don't think he's had enough experience as of yet, and he hasn't proven anything in pro. I, I, nah, Fickle's a no. Ryan Day's intriguing, but I don't think he's ready for that. But I think, I, I think just having a guy who built, who basically maintained an, a, a program that Stoops built and who's able to can have continued success, I think he was the guy. He was number one on my list for sure. I think he was the guy that go at they, the team should really just really throw. I don't care if it's money guarantee uh, like basically years whatever has you. i think he's the guy that that could have been the that should be the future but they they won't go that direction i mean is there a name that you you've seen that they're shocked that they haven't gone at uh yeah i would say colt's defensive coordinator matt eberflus like I, I he's 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 really done an amazing job with that colt's defense over the last three years um he was a defensive coordinator in college for a long time he was a linebackers coach for a really long time He's just a guy that uh, I really think has a lot of potential. He was interviewed by the uh, Texans the other day. He's a guy that would make sense to me, especially if he got that Frank Reich le- uh, letter of recommendation. Uh, and you're willing to go defense. Um, he would be the guy, I- I- in my opinion, that you'd make the move on. But as we you know, close out this thing, and of course they'll make a hire within the next 15 minutes, I'm sure. If they haven't yet. It always goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, let, let's close out with our final thoughts. Let me pose a question to you. If Josh McDaniels is hired, what's your reaction to his potential hiring? It's going to be a big mistake. And I think we'd be back. We'll be back three years from now. I was talking about the Eagles messing this thing up. Cause I, I think it'll only last three years. I, I just don't, I, there's too much baggage with this guy and I, I just have so many just many red flags I mean if you go ahead and you gave your commitment to a team saying hey you know what I want to be your head coach like he did in 18 with the Colts and then later on day nah I changed my mind I'm backing out and like how do you trust somebody like that how do you give how do you go ahead and trust he, what the how the player is going to trust what he says how is he going to go ahead and go hey you know what let me go ahead we're, we're going to do this I'm believing, believing you I think you could be a great player no, I don't know. I don't kind of trust you. I think trust is a big thing with him, among other things. I just do not see no. The, the Eagles should stay stay very far away from him. Just personally, in my opinion. But looks like he'll be. Not, I think he's top three. But I don't know, man. I mean, what do you think? I, I look. I mean, I think everybody to an extent, especially somebody who has had a decade of coaching a really good offense, deserves a second chance. That said, I do question the ability of McDaniels to be able to get along with Wentz and and Roseman. I think that that's just a scenario that's going to lead to disaster at some point. Um, Look, Cat Williams says that he doesn't mess with people who who, who are doing the same thing two years later. I I agree that you've got it. I agree with him. You, You can't just stay, you know, the course. 
But this seems like, that would seem yeah. Josh McDaniels <laughs> would seem like a massive, massive overcorrection. You are literally going from the Superman Boy Scout of Doug Peterson to the Batman vigilante, uh, you know, win at all costs sort of Josh McDaniels style, and I don't know if I buy into that. I I think maybe you need to to look into a uh kind of a happy median in in that maybe a you know a flash like nick sirianni or a green lantern uh, uh deuce daily yeah actually yeah i was gonna actually say green lantern deuce daily um so i think you know in order for there to be justice in this league i do think the eagles really need to consider some of these guys that aren't that don't come with the baggage of either being a former head coach uh, and failing miserably or the baggage of potential personality issues. So look, we'll keep an eye out. We'll obviously do a podcast. The second this hiring is made, my dog is getting very excited in the other room for Chris. I'm Mike. Make sure you download or sign up for, excuse me, uh, Eagles Extra. We're doing uh, weekly Friday mailbags, uh, unlimited questions. Again, it's 14 days free. You can test it out. If you don't like it, you, you can drop it. If you love it, which you will, uh, you can continue and hang out with Chris and I throughout the off season. We'll have exclusive coverage. You won't find anywhere else. Uh, I dropped the Sirianni news. Uh, about his interview and went into detail on that uh, on Tuesday. Uh, you guys can ask us questions, etc. So make sure you sign up for Eagles Extra. You can do that by going to nj.com slash text. You can download the No Huddle Show podcast, this podcast that you're listening to right now, wherever podcasts are available. For Chris, I'm Mike. We'll see you soon. 